Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. If you're looking to throw some optics on your turkey gun this spring, look no further than the Vortex Defender ST. This is the red dot we're going to be running this season. We're excited about it. This thing's built like a tank, super lightweight, super long battery life, everything you need in a good turkey red dot. And if you want to get a discount on that red dot or any other Vortex Optic, go to eurooptic.com and use the code SGN10 to get a discount. That's eurooptic.com, code SGN10. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the EcoWild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar. May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you. And we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. Happy Monday, all my fellow outdoorsmen and outdoors women out there. Uh, if you're listening to this on Monday when it drops, you might not be, but whatever. Uh, got another episode for you this week. Uh, kind of real laid back episode. Uh, just kind of shooting the breeze with uh, Jacob and JT. Uh, we had a great time this weekend. This was kind of my little rutcation. Tiffany was in New York, and so I kind of had the whole weekend where I didn't have to get any work done, didn't have any family stuff to do, so I got to hunt all day for a couple days, and I was able to break my dry streak, finally. So, that took forever, but uh, thanks to everybody who congratulated me, I was like kind of caught off guard by how many listeners actually like commented on our stuff and messaged us and messaged me personally and said, 
Congratulations. I really appreciate that, guys. Um, thanks for sticking with me <laughs> after uh, after I've been doing horrible all season, but it was it, it was uh, it was hard earned. Like it, it took a long time to get that thing, and he's not my best, but he's definitely one of my proudest. So had a great time hunting him, and uh, you'll get to hear that full story here in just a minute. But I wanted to take a minute in the intro to uh, get some stuff out of the way. Like uh, we filmed this whole weekend, so you'll get to see all these videos. We had a great time, saw a bunch of deer, a couple critters died, so that'll be fun. Uh, another thing is. We are about to start really ramping up uh, videos for kind of the off season, I guess you would say, uh, namely gear reviews. We want to do plenty of gear reviews, and just to kind of give you a sneak peek, a couple of those are going to be a full review of the Tethered Mantis, uh, Bullman Outdoors, Silent Approach Steps, and Ring of Steps. Uh, we're going to do an in-depth video on pistol hunting and like uh, like choosing a pistol and ammo for like hunting deer with, and just a, a whole bunch of stuff like that. Um, if there's any other stuff you want to see videos on, message us or email us, which you can message us on social media, or you can find our email at our website. Uh, message us some stuff that you'd kind of like to see in a video. Uh, it could be a gear review. It could be like a tactic thing. It could be like, like I don't know. Like one, one we kind of get asked about a lot is like community scrapes. Like what is a community scrape or or like thermals stuff like that so if you got any suggestions send them our way and we'll do our best um other than that i don't really have anything else in this intro other than this is kind of like a bs session by the three of us and uh it's a pretty laid back episode it's pretty funny at some parts because we're kind of roasting each other about stuff like jacob had some embarrassing moments this weekend that we kind of <laughs> we kind of torched him about it was funny but, uh, I, yeah, I tell the story of my buck, and we talk about a whole bunch of stuff from, you know, the buck, killing coyotes, uh, CWD just arrived in Tennessee. We discussed that a little bit. Talk about pistol hunting and, oh, gosh, man, a whole bunch of stuff. I can't even remember all of it. Um, and you'll probably be able to tell that we were kind of delirious and tired at this point because, uh, oh, yeah. So the reason we're so tired is after I killed my buck, you know, it, it was raining all that morning, and... I shot him at like 6.58, and I didn't get back to the truck with him until like 11.30. It was five and a half miles. It was raining and cold the whole time. And uh, I just want to say huge shout-out, huge thank you to Michael Pike from Southern Ground. He was hunting with me that day, and he suffered with me. So I, I really appreciate you helping me, Mike. That would have been misery without someone there to help me. So appreciate it, buddy. Other than that, man... Let's get to this episode, and uh, if you haven't already, please uh, you know comment on our stuff, give it a like, uh, give us suggestions on what you want to see, leave us a review, that is a huge help for us, uh, leave us a review wherever you listen, and uh, share the podcast with a buddy. We've, we've grown a, a bunch this deer season, so we really appreciate all the support, and uh, we want to keep it going, man. We're about to you know kind of hit the late season, and then we're going to hit turkey season full force, so Let's keep it going. Uh, tell a buddy about the podcast. And let's keep it growing. And other than that, man, here's the episode. Sorry for rambling for four minutes. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast. We're sitting here by a fire. We're going to be shooting the breeze, talking about our latest hunts, which two critters have died. Dude, I got my first public land kill. What's up? See? Yeah. And, and you've got, yeah. Both, both wasn't, wasn't the animal we were after. But yeah. You know. Killed one. Yeah. 
Save the Fawn's life. Save the Fawn's life. So, if you haven't put it together yet, JT shot a coyote this morning. Oh, Wiley. A Wiley. Ruined his day. <clears throat> yep. About took his head off. Yeah, about 25 yards. <laughs> 308. Yeah. yeah and my cool. dry streak is over. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> it's been it's been a long time like, coming. A long time coming. As soon as I start a podcast, I can't kill anything. Everyone's like, you killed our turkey season. So and I couldn't kill crap during turkey season. I used all my luck in turkey season. Yep. You're having a rock star season though. Not really. I mean, I've just caught killed a bunch of does, a bunch of does, and one decent buck, decent weird buck. But I'm gonna age because I think he's older than what I think than originally what I thought he was. What what did you think he was? Two and a half. But I think what do you think he is now? Three and a half. He might even be four, dude. Man, that's well, wishful y'all, thinking right y'all there. Saw, y'all see his head. I don't know. That's wishful thinking right there. No, I'm screwing with you. <laughs> he's, he's, he's been on that... Uh... I haven't even seen the book yet. You haven't even showed me. I mean, you showed you seen pictures. Yeah, but I haven't I haven't put hands on him. I mean, he's up in he's up in the deep freeze right now. Head is. We're going to do a Euro mount after the end of the season. So... Hmm. I'll be a pretty good time. But, anyways, guys, so we are down in Alabama, if you cannot tell. Just sitting around, again, back at old Andrew's place, sitting around the fire. And Andrew finally, like you said, broke the dry spell. So, dude, I know people. a lot of people are congratulating you. Let's say, congrats. It's been, it's Thanks, been, bud. It's been good. It's been awesome coming. So, dude, okay, give us a little breakdown of that, just because... You went out. First of all, I woke up. Actually, no, I was on a conference call, and Andrew called me five times at 7.30. Dude, I had to tell somebody, and no one would answer their phone. So I'm like, are you kidding me? I got to tell somebody. Blew my phone up, son. Yeah. Which uh, was interesting. I was like, man, he's probably dead. And I was like, no, nah. I was like, no, nah, he, he probably killed something. Yeah, and I did kill something. Ended that dry streak. So, a little backstory. If anybody's like missed out on any episodes this season, um, I all of a sudden started being terrible at deer hunting. <laughs> I couldn't find any deer for like a month, dude. Like a month, I could hardly even see a deer. And then uh, I don't know. No, okay, we gotta we gotta structure this. You gotta like ask. You gotta like interview me about the hunt. Because if I sit here and ramble for ten minutes, it'll be boring. Agreed. So what do you do? <laughs> now, how, like, break it down. Break down how he came no, no, into the whole well, process. Well, before, well, was he chasing? Was before he... we do that, he was looking for love. No, looking for it? in all the wrong places. Yeah, like down the end in of the his exact number. wrong. Clearly, place. clearly, the wrong spot. <laughs> clearly, that that yeah, that dog screwed him. <laughs> she had the last laugh. <laughs> she did. She but you ever did. think about that? Like, if if deer had consciences, oh, that'd be messed up. I'd be like, these does would be like, man. I've gotten five different dudes killed. <laughs> That's what stuff, dude. Dude, I mean, you ever think about this like an old doe? Like that one Thomas killed, that six and a half year old doe? I wonder how many bucks she has killed. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing them by dudes. God, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's a, That's a perplexing question. Guys, see, so this is our conversation when we've been up since, I don't know, how long have y'all been up? I woke up at three. I got three up at three. It is now nighttime. <laughs> it's now like nine, <laughs> I don't so know. It's like it's like nine o'clock. Oh god. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's later than I thought. All right, let's get to this hunt. 
Let's kick this puppy. Okay, so so you were saying you were struggling this last couple, really last couple of months, because except for early season in Georgia, you know you were getting on deer pretty much every hunt. The only time you've been getting on deer recently is walking in, yeah, bumping deer, yeah. So king of bumping deer, man. Like you, you're just educating all these deer, all these deer and turkeys in Alabama got PhDs in survival because of Andrew. Yeah, that's right. They're born with a PhD in a flak jacket. You've been right about that. Class says. But okay, so you've been struggling for quite a while. What changed? What was the changing point? Was it just luck, or was there some strategy behind it? I mean, what was going on in your head to hunt that one spot? Because I know you've got some history in that area. Yeah. So. I mean, it just boiled down to going where there was a bunch of deer. I mean, that's that's about it. I knew I knew that does like hung out in that area. Now that the rut's starting, I knew that I wanted to be in there, and the the bedding area seemed right for that wind. It was like a southwest wind, mm-hmm. set up good for that wind. Nice thick draw, good thermal cover, or not really good thermal cover. What am I looking for here? It's like those pines, you know. Yeah. And it was like a windy, rainy day. It was a great windbreak. Nasty crap. So I figured they would be in there. So I wanted to get on the downwind side of it to like catch a cruising buck, but that didn't really work out. Well, it kind of, well it did work out, but the hillside I wanted to see I couldn't see because I got set up before daylight, and there's too many limbs in the way. So there's like this gas line right there, and. The whole hillside I want to see is literally just completely shrouded by limbs. Where I can see it, but I can't shoot to it. So I was pretty unhappy. What's <laughs> it? I got up in the tree. Well, like last year, you had a pretty cool encounter with a pretty good buck. You didn't really make him out too well, but he mm-hmm. you know, tore up a tree in front of you before a legal shooting light. Yeah. So that was about fifty yards from the tree that I was in the other day. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, this area has a lot of deer, first off, which is always important when you're trying to kill deer. It's nice to go. There's a bunch of them. A little more opportunity. So, you go to a spot that, first of all, we, you, we know from history past, there's a lot of deer in the area. You go step on a spot trying to catch, you're trying to catch some movement of just bucks and does kind of pushing through kind of like transition areas between bed and possible food sources. Yeah, so the actual spot I was... Uh, I was basically trying to sit to where I could see into the cover and I could see the main exit trail from the cover that I thought they'd use with that wind. Mm-hmm. So basically I had the exit trail on my left and the like the thicker bedding on my right. Now you're hunting out of the saddle, correct? Yeah. So First saddle kill. I said, do you think the saddle has changed your dry spell? Yeah. I, I would say yes, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. only been using it for like a week and a half. Yeah, and yeah, it's been, been longer than that. Uh, but all season though, he hasn't had any success. He's missed or he's not seen deer. Now, just I'm trying to get positioning, kind of get an idea. When you were positioned in the saddle, were you positioned where like your strong side was out towards the gas line? Or? No, it's my weak side, which uh-huh. was no problem at all in the saddle, like none. Was it a weak side shot? Yeah. Uh, it was it was easy. I mean, it was solid. I could have shot that buck. I shot him at like twenty five yards. I could have shot him at like one hundred fifty yards. Like I was solid. So well, the rifle made the weak side shot easier. Yeah, big time. Yeah, big time. It's, it's kind of cool because I mean, I haven't shot one yet. I haven't shot one out of the saddle with a rifle yet. But I could see like balancing the gun and resting it on the bridge. 
is ridiculously stable, along with having the tree there, too. You can get up against the tree, too. Um, So, that would be super beneficial. I haven't even gotten in my saddle with a rifle yet. Really? I haven't gone up in a tree with my rifle yet this year. Dude, it's it's nice. Every time. It's... It's nice. The thing is, I'm not the biggest... One thing that's kind of tricky for me, and I know we're getting kind of sidetracked here, is when you're hunting out of a saddle with a rifle, no matter what you got to do, to me, I feel like I have a little bit more movement in the saddle with a rifle than I do have like a climber or a lock-on or whatever. Because if you hang it up and it's on your weak side, you got to go up and over your bridge to take the shot. Uh, and you can't just lay it, lay it across your lap. Because most of the time when I'm hunting up a tree, if I was hunting up a tree scene with, with a rifle, I'd lay, leave it across my lap so I could quick access. You can't do that in a saddle. That's what screwed me with that giant Tennessee public land buck. Had it across my lap, under my bridge. Buck came out and I had to go try to go up and around my bridge to get the shot. And he busted me before I could really, you know, get settled. Um, but other than that, I think, yeah, I, I would love to go to the range or something or go out to, like, you know, a piece of private land and go shoot and see how far you can shoot accurately out of saddle with, like, yeah. rifle. Now the like getting way off track here. Uh, the tree I was in this afternoon mm-hmm. was so small that it was like yeah, detrimental was... to accuracy because every time I'd shifted my weight, the tree would sway, and like I could not hold steady on like one specific spot. I mean, like it was bad, man. Like when the wind was kicking up, I was like, if a deer comes through. Like it, it's honestly, even though it's like thirty yards, it's gonna be difficult to make like a super accurate shot. Sometimes you just gotta make it happen, bro. Sometimes you just gotta send it. So I, I freehanded that guy with this one. Yeah, I had to. Same. I mean, it'd be the same situation except for out of the saddle, you've got a guaranteed rest with the bridge being yeah, but right the, in front. Of you. Like what he was saying, that tree. No, that tree he was in was tiny, dude. Did you take a picture of you in that tree and like the whole small tree challenge, or whatever? No, not the one today. I didn't. You should have. That tree. That tree was literally like, at the base, it was like that big, maybe. And then like where he was up at was like this bear in it. That's where I wish I had the the Bullman steps because my wild edge steps, you know, it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be so. It's got to be at least wide. I forgot. I, I forgot that. Yeah, I forgot that was the case. For the standoffs, if the standoffs can't hit the tree, I can't get in it. Whereas the Bullman steps, it's just a, 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 it you know, a ratchet yeah. strap. Mm-hmm. Cam strap, yeah. So. You can just zip it around it mm-hmm. make it work. I didn't thought about it that way. So in terms of getting into a small tree, though, silent approach, booming steps are yeah. a whole lot better. Yeah, for sure. Um, plus, like, that tree, that tree, how was it? I cannot believe you sat in that tree. I, when you kind of pit, like, I was looking at the arrow mm-hmm. map when you sent me your location there, I thought you were, it looked like there was a big tree somewhere over there. That wasn't the case. No, not at all. So, but, okay, uh, Kind of going forward, you know, you got set up and everything. Kind of give us kind of a, a quick run through of what happened with the uh, the first gear that came by. Uh, so it was like driving rain. It was really windy and it was very cold. And so I was like hiding all up in my jacket trying to not get soaking wet. And I moved or something. And there was a doe standing in that gas line where I didn't think I'd be able to see a deer. And she... Uh, she spotted me at like 25 yards, blew like seven times. You're like moving? Yeah, I like, I think I swayed to one side. Like, I think I, I like swayed around to my right so I could like see down left into the bottom without like poking my head out of my collar and getting rain down in my shirt. <laughs> and uh, she busted me and ran back into that bedding area. 
So, yeah, she blew like seven times. I was like, shut up. Please. Dude, well, you probably did that. I'm not going to lie, dude. I'm like, don't Seeing you know something only sway day? around the tree, that would freak the hell out of me, too, if I was a deer. <laughs> like, in all honesty, I'd be like, oh, heck, that ain't natural. Like, hell no. Yeah, I wonder what no. goes through their heads, man. She's probably like, oh, my God. Dude, that, dude you know that's like some, dude, that's some, that's some freaky crap, dude. That's one thing being a tree stand, like, oh, crap, there's something up there. Okay, and it's like, you know, I see a head move. Instead of, like, the whole thing, like, swing across the tree. Oh, heck no, dude. That's some. Yeah, that deer's like thinking this in a horror movie at the time. I'd be scared. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, anyways, uh, so she runs off. She's being all annoying and blowing her brains out and everything. So, yeah. Continue. Uh, yeah. So, like after she bounds off, I'm like, oh, okay, so I can see deer right there. Uh, so because it was like just daylight at that point, mm-hmm. and that stuff over there looked so thick, I didn't know if I'd be able to see into it. And then she came through, and like I could see all like the little windows that she ran through. So I was like, oh, "Okay, this will work." And I mean, I say it was five minutes later, but I don't think it was. I think it was less than five minutes because I remember when she like right. I think it was right before or right after she showed up. I was trying to like pull up the weather to see if it would keep raining, and uh, it was like six fifty two and six fifty eight. I shot that buck. And, uh, I had her, I had her run by and then at, yeah, like 6.58 that I'm, I'm looking over to the right and I see like an antler coming up through that thick stuff. I'm like, okay. And I like, at that point all I saw was white bone. And then I saw like the tines like come up and I was like, yep, you're getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> so he could, he's like working up the little gas line and he's walking through there like sniff like sniffing every bed you know there's like a bunch of beds in there it's really thick and he, he'll like walk to one and like check it out and then he'll walk to another one and check it out and like looking back what i think it was now i think that he was cold trailing that doe and he was he thought she was in there and he was trying to find her because he was like real like methodically moving through there like looking really hard it's kind of like what happened when, last time i was down here i had a smaller buck come by me he was like checking a bunch of trail. Yeah, but he was trying to push something out of there. He was trying to be loud as heck. Trying, to, it seemed like he was trying to kick another another deer up. But that, that's pretty cool. So what? When was the point when you actually were able to get the shot? You know, I mean, first of all, you saw that he first of all was a legal deer. I mean, did, yeah. you, did your heart start racing at all? I mean, it's been a while. But yeah, I, I mean, kinda, kinda. You're saying, oh, it's like I'm a cold heart killer. I don't care. Good, well, it's like when I have a deer in front of me. Like, it's pretty rare that when the deer's in front of me, I, like, get, like, real shooken up. Usually, I'm like, there's a deer, kill it. And I'm just, like, I'm pretty, like... It's all business. It's all business. And But then when I shoot, I, like, melt. I, like, I go crazy. Like, when I when I shot him... So, anyways, back to your question. I'll get to that in a second. When I shot him... Uh, no. I'm getting turned around. Uh, he was working up through there, checking out the beds... He uh, stopped right before the opening. All I could see was his neck and his head, and I didn't want to shoot him in the neck. Uh, he, like, sat there and looked around for, like, forever, it felt like. And then finally, he, like, poked out a little bit on a shot. He uh, hunched up, ran right underneath me, and then ran all the way down the hill and died at the bottom. Was he up above you? No, he was, he was level with me. Fascinating. <laughs> for some reason I kept thinking like he was like down below you. I don't know why I kept thinking no dude that. I'm sitting so the hill's coming up like this yeah. 
And I'm sitting in the tree facing down the hill, mm-hmm. and he was to my right, like barely below eye level. Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, he was like right there. Oh shit! Yeah, so, so when I saw him, yeah. when I saw him coming up, like being in the saddle, and I had the ring of steps. When I saw his antler coming up, I got the gun on my weak side, and then I like crouched down in the saddle like you're sitting, mm-hmm. and I like moved behind the tree, and I had the I had the gun out from the offside. And as he moved, I just like moved with him, and he can't like he can't see that. Like you can move so slowly and smoothly in that thing that they they can't pick you up. It's like a gimbal. So oh yeah, dude. It it's is. like it's like you move with them, and they cannot see you. You're like the shadow. Yeah. You're the phantom in the pines. <laughs> the phantom of the pines. Yeah. Episode of this podcast called the Phantom of the Pines. I'm digging. It. I, yep. That's what we're naming it. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So you have to you have to tag Ryan up church since that's like one of his songs. Oh God! All right, never mind. <laughs> Not naming it that. So you saw this dude for how long before you actually finally got the shot? I, I want to say it was like two or three minutes, but it's probably not two or three minutes. Not quite that long. Yeah, no. That's crazy. He was like right there level. For some reason, I kept thinking he was down below you, and like you shot him like at the base. He of came the from below me. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Okay, so anyway, make the shot. What was his reaction? Did you see him go down and he disappear? What was yeah, yeah. He so I shot and he like hunched up like they do, like when you hit them and they're not expecting it, they either mule kick or they like you know arch their back and you know go up. Mm-hmm. And he did that thing where he like arches his back and you know he like which crunches up. Telltale sign for me. Every time I've ever seen that happen, always a gunshot. Every time I've ever seen him hunched up like that, I dude I ten ringed one in the heart one time and it did that. Oh no. Yeah, I've shoot, I shoot. I, I, I tend to. I shot him in the heart, and they just like run, and they just like they don't. They, don't, they just take off running. I shot. I shot one in the heart like that, and I it was like a hundred and eighty grain Winchester silver tip, thirty out six, at like a hundred and twenty five yards. Yeah. Ten ringed his heart. He did that little hunch thing, and he ran seventy five yards. Dang. Didn't even have a heart. It was like mush. It was nasty. But anyways, he uh that buck he the one I killed the other day. He turned and he he did the hunch up thing and I thought he was gonna go down right there and then he starts running and he runs like right underneath my stand like almost ran into the tree so like right past you down the hill oh yeah and then he goes tearing off down the mountain and it's like a steep hill and when he hits the bottom he like he hits it so hard that his antlers go into the dirt and he basically does like a front flip. And he's sitting there like upside down with his antlers buried up. Like all of his tines were completely underground. So you saw him do that. Oh yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Like he like I lost him for a second and then all of a sudden I see him like, hit the dirt and flip and I see a white belly like slap the ground. Pretty cool. And he's sitting there upside down and dude I freaking lost it then. I literally yelled like some kind of like I don't even know. Dude, Hoodle. Dude, I was like, Woo! Jesus. This might have been louder than the shot. Oh, man. <laughs> and then, then five phone calls later to Jacob. Jacob doesn't pick up. Who else you call? Oh, dude, I was cussing you. I was like, you better answer, man. I got to tell somebody. Yeah. You should love me a voicemail. Rah, I killed me one. Dude, I, I called called Tiffany. And I called my mom. And that's it. I who, think, who was the first person you called? I think it was... The first person I called was Tiffany, mm-hmm. and then I called you, and then I called my mom. Hashtag seconds. Yeah, and then he, <laughs> send, then he sends me and me and Zach a picture. Eight hours later, ten o'clock. Yeah. Oh hey, yeah. Hey, by the way, guys, this <laughs> happened this morning. 
Oh, I'm already back in the truck. I've already dragged him out. <laughs> Just another day in the woods. <laughs> by, by the way, guys. Yeah. By the way, when I well, I don't always have the rain, but when I do, yeah, yeah, but when I do, yeah, boom. when I do, God, that was like that was cheesy. That was so I will say it's a pretty deer though. Oh, we got them right here, actually. Yeah, that rack is it's very, yeah. very pretty. Here, rack. here's the rack. Oh, it's it's an audio show. Remember <laughs> that knocking his antler. Yep. Yeah, it's a cool deer. He's a cool a tight rack deer. Very not, symmetrical. Not my best, but he's not my worst. Yeah, you got your worst in there too, don't we? Yeah. Oh, guys. No, that ain't my worst. I've shot two or three that I just gave the antlers to my dogs. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're sitting around all of Andrew's poking youngs laying across the floor. Yeah, easy, Tiger. (laughs) You you might need a new tape. Officially scored. Officially scored by Jordan Barnes. By Jordan (laughs) Barnes. Sorry, Jordan. Oh, oh, all day, every day. Anybody who knows Jordan will get that joke. Yeah, exactly. Like. But yeah, here he is, man. So, Andrew was able to kill a pretty awesome deer. Pretty freaking legit. Good to finally get the monkey off your back. Now you're going to be able to kill like 12... No, well, you probably won't kill 12 deer, maybe. Right, he's going to shoot that big seven more and more. Yeah, that'd be awesome. look like an infant. Mm-hmm. Shoot, he gonna yeah, we're going after the big morning. seven tomorrow. Yeah, going tomorrow. Heck no, dude! It's nine o'clock. It's past my bedtime right now, dude. No, I ain't waking up unless I'm. Yeah, that ain't happening. Jacob doesn't like hunting. Not dedicated. He's just pretending, dude. I, I was, right, you know, he's also shot what, five yeah, deer this year. Shot five. Got Down four. four. Dang, that's the Ooh, truth. Though. Twisting that, that knife. <laughs> hey, oh, oh, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> you get that extra little, that little jab in there. Oh, man. It the, happens. It's the truth, dude. Oh, man, I don't know. A big deer still tearing me up. That was up in Tennessee. Oh, my gosh. It's like nightmares. You going to go back after? Yeah, hopefully next week. Um, everything works out. Maybe try to get up during the week a little bit. You got some, you got some time off coming up? <sighs> Not official. Not official time off? You taking something? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I don't know yet. Working from working from the home office, huh? Yep, exactly. Working from no working from the home saddle. There it is. I taking calls while I do emails. Yeah. See, inside. I was trying to save you with by saying the home office, so that you, your boss happened to listen. Oh, gee, that'd be awkward. <laughs> At least it sounded like you're working from the home that'd be, office. That'd be real awkward. Real. I mean, awkward. as long as you're getting your work done, what's the big oh, deal? Oh, exactly. That's what I'm exactly. saying. Just yeah. respond to emails up there, right? That's what I'm talking about. No, but um. Dude, that's what I had to do when we went, when I went at that Missouri trip. We did that scout, I had to do that scout trip up there. So I thought we were going to go hunt freaking the holy lands of northern Missouri. And, dude, I was doing emails the whole freaking weekend up there. Yeah. It's fun. It's always fun. But, okay, guys, no one wants to hear about us talking about work. That's so stupid. Yeah, that's terrible. So, Andrew kills a cool deer. Awesome. Now, what the heck happened today? Because Andrew, by the way, Andrew kind of skipped over, but he, like, now has like a tra- had a traumatic situation from like getting soaked with rain yesterday. So he's, <laughs> so he's afraid of water. And today, I'm, now I'm afraid of and water. today his anxiety was through the roof because it was misting on us. Dude, okay. What a pansy. Dude, all right. What a pansy. All right. I shot the deer yesterday at like 6.58. We didn't get him back to the truck till after 11. And it was like a driving cold rain all morning long. I was soaking wet. 
And, dude, I was just wore out. And then this morning it started, like, sprinkling, and I was just like, please, no. <laughs> not again. Not I again. can't handle oh, it. But wait, did your boots dry last night in, with the uh, rice? No. Okay. So, guys, listen. Okay, another. <laughs> hey, listen. If we, if we have any listeners that are, like, you know, I don't know, work for uh, feet dryers, boot dryers, whatever, Andrew could totally use one, even though I think he's getting one for Christmas. Because this son of a gun is not using one. And that's like the greatest invention of all time, in my opinion. Okay, guys? Boot dryer. Could just rock the rubber boots and not worry about it. Well, when your pants are soaking wet and the water's running into your boots, you're not going in that deep. (laughs) Yeah. So. No, dude. I got, my boots got wet. They were pretty dry this morning, but they weren't completely dry. And then this afternoon... They just got soaking wet. This afternoon? Yeah. How'd they get wet this afternoon? Because I was basically getting rained on. Did it seep through? The mist was... Yeah. The mist was getting all over the tree, and the tree, like, every time you move or any time the wind blows, every water droplet on every limb drops down onto you. Dude, my tree, I, dude, I was dry. It missed it a little bit. Dude, my, your yeah, you weren't me? sitting on the edge of a cutover. Whose fault was that? Mine. All the deer in the <laughs> all the deer in the timber, anyways. Nah, I think that buck didn't run that doe up there. Oh, okay, anyways, guys. So Andrew's absolutely terrified of getting rained on. It's it is what it is. Scared. Uh, but by the way, how do you like the 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 uh, caminos? I like them. Low Caminos. Yeah, they're awesome. Andrew's Love that little, tread. I'm used to like some Irish Setter slicks, basically. Like, yes, some NASCAR tire tread. Yeah, dude, they're terrible. They're they're really really His bad. His old boots are terrible. Yeah, the the new ones. I'm I'm really impressed with them. The tread on them's great. It's easy to, you know, get up a hill without yeah. slipping. Vibrant sole. Very nice. Yeah, super super nice. Extremely waterproof. You know. I mean, until like, they rained on, I don't understand. That's why I'm asking, like, how the heck your boots get wet? Like, because my pants were wet. You were just talking about getting your pants wet from the mist, bro. Yes. I can't, I can't handle you. Oh, you're getting, you're getting rain gear for Christmas. I'm gonna get you a poncho. It's gonna be a pink poncho too. It's mm-hmm. not even, it's not even gonna be like camouflage. You get it embroidered though. What? You need to get it embroidered. In bro- oh yeah, God, that's like next level. Get my monogram just, on it. You, no, no, no. Just Southern Outdoorsman. Just so that everybody knows when they see Andrew in a pink poncho that he is a Southern Outdoorsman. <laughs> yeah, that's the, right. The, the yeah, real sure Southern right. Outdoorsman wear pink. That's right. <laughs> and not only in October. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that, dude. Alright, anyways. First month. No, I, I got it, dude. Oh. I get it. Um, so we hunted this morning. I got out. I actually got out there early, but then had to leave because of issues going on, aka the old bubble gut. Yeah, right. Jacob got the bubble guts and was afraid to poop in the woods. Dude, I didn't have so, <laughs> so he had to go to the gas station. Bro, <laughs> had to drive out and go to the gas station, bro. You had to do what you had to do. The old He's like, what if somebody sees me? Oh my gosh, get out of here. are just not the Charmin. Oh, yeah, man. no, you're right, you're right. Man, find you a good clump of moss. Oh, there good. we go. I'm good, bro. Get that contact dermatitis. <laughs> But yeah, so that that was bad. But dude, I got back. Man, you sitting here calling me a pansy. You're like, I have to make a number two. 
<laughs> Where's the nearest gas station? <laughs> Gotta get the one now. Hey, hey, listen. It worked out fine. I got back out there, dude. Ain't nobody at where I was at. Man, what would you have done if you had to go drop a deuce at some random gas station and you get back and someone's at your gate? I was prepared for would it. Would you hate yourself? No, I had backups, dude. I would no, hate myself. No, if somebody's dragging it. Dragging a booner out. Of yeah, the now, then I'd be pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. I'd be like, he can hunt as much as he wants because he ain't hunting the way I'm hunting. So <laughs> he's hunting. Yeah, but anyways, but dude, I didn't see crap this morning, man. And like, I went out there fully expecting to see some deer. I actually saw deer that morning, just at like five o'clock in the morning. They were crossing the road right there where I was parking. But anyways, man, why are you fondling these antlers? Give it to me. I want to see it. Oh yeah. All right. Just caressing Andrew's bucks antlers. Yeah. The caress butt. Double C. The late pointer. But, anyways, so, I didn't see crap this morning. Did y'all see anything? You saw... I four? saw a little fork horn. Well, kind of fork horn. Well, he, he was a fork horn. He, so, one-sided... One-sided How did that crap off? Dude, I swear, like, Alabama deer have, like, a... Like, like a Mineral angry. deficiency or something. I, I need to drink more milk. Or something. Dude, they, they are like so brutal. I'm so hold on, hold on. Let's, let's just run a statistic real quick. If y'all can remember, last year y'all saw... Like eight different bucks. Eight different... I think three of them were half racks. Okay. Three or four. Which side was missing? I don't... Yeah, I don't okay. remember that. You don't remember that? <laughs> okay. Because this one had its right side. I saw... I think it well, was yeah, three... Yeah, it was right side. I think it was three half racks... And then I saw a buck with uh, his main beams were like right either at the ears or outside the ears, but every single point he had was busted off. Yeah, including the brow tines. It may be something genetic if they all, if every one of them has every, has last year and then this buck that I saw this morning was missing the left side. The left side might just yeah, be yeah, growing yeah. weaker. That, and that may that, just be a genetic thing for that. That or it could have it, you know, it could be injured. But like, I, so our farm's not very far from like this piece of puck that we hunt especially like where we where we were this afternoon dude we were five miles from our farm yeah it is so difficult to find a mature buck out there or even like like a two or three year old buck that is not missing at least one time by december yeah like dude they're breaking the, well, points off a lot of those left bucks right. are like they got real skinny antlers yeah they're like little pencil rack they don't have mass like like this buck does <laughs> So much well, he mass. he's like he's so like, much mask. Yeah, this I'm telling you, Andrew, Andrew's got a Pope and Young right here this looking is at you. Sarcasm, if anybody can't tell. <laughs> it's too dry. It's too dry. But yeah, so I don't know, dude. It's crazy. But I like my brother. He killed a deer over here in Alabaster uh, on a piece of urban property that we had, and uh, killed this really good eight point, uh, which probably would have been Pope if he didn't break off one of his G twos before he killed it. But it was like the week before he killed it. It was perfectly symmetrical, fine, and then freaking snapped off in a fight. I'm like, I hate that crap. Yeah, it's the only downside to them fighting. It's like you never see, like, I've never, I've only seen a couple deer fighting in Alabama. Um, I'm not super often. Most of them are always younger deer. I've never seen, like, older seen, like, deer. Spar. Have you ever seen, like, a balls out, straight up, like, knock down, drag nope. out fight? Nope. Oh, my aftermath. It's, it's insane. I've seen the They're aftermath. They're trying to kill each other. Yeah, I've seen the aftermath in the ground. Yeah. But I haven't actually, like, witnessed the actual fight. Yeah. I mean, a bunch of bucks every year end up dead on account of another buck. I can't Puncturing their skull or goring them in the guts. I can't tell you how many that I've scrolled through Instagram and seen just a picture of them playing, or like a video where they're playing with the time jammed right in the top of an eye or in the temple. Yeah. And you just, you know, that they they got after it. Mm -hmm. It's pretty old. Um, 
side topic. Well, probably we should finish up this hunt, but I want to talk about the CWD. It's got found in Tennessee. Like, or just got confirmed. Like early that is a rabbit hole. We will finish with that. How about that? Gotcha. Anyways, um, so okay, you saw Fork Horn. It broke off. What else? Uh, and then uh, about I don't know. It's probably only not even forty five seconds after he cleared the bottom. I looked back to my left and just saw a tail running through the brush down there. And I'm always up for shooting coyotes. <laughs> always up for it. I think they, uh, they're they highly overpopulated and they need to be controlled a little better than they do. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I, you know, I, I was like, oh, I just missed the chance on that one. It's gone. And then probably two minutes after that, I look back to my left and I see this white face coming up the hill. And it's, it's the way this ridge is, I didn't walk all the way down it. You may know more because you walked down that way going in this morning. Yeah. He kept, like, coming up. Like, I'd see him for a second, and then he'd disappear. And I'd see it, and then he'd disappear. It's like he was going in, like, these little... Like steps? Like, yeah, just kind of like little valleys within the ridge line. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh... I, I, I kept just watching him come up, so I grabbed my gun, and I... You know, I turned and I just looked in his direction and he kind of went back under one and he could have gone to the, his left, my right, and gone up that creek where the drainage was or gone up the high side of the ridge. And I didn't know which way it was going because there was a big boulder right there and he jumped out on the on my left side, his right side. And I just held right in the center of his chest. Just let, let 308 eat. And, uh, and it, 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 it ain't pretty good. <laughs> God, I you know I didn't think about it, but it was, it was only about a twenty-five yard shot. And yeah, it uh it went in right in the right behind the I guess right behind the cheek. I yeah. would say I, it, there's it, it the the carnage on the side of the head was so severe you couldn't I mean, look, tell where look it like looked like my brother Thomas shot a uh, coyote last year on on this property. And uh, this one, it's kind of similar situation, but it was walking away from him. Right. And hardcore away, and he went to put it like, right behind the shoulder. He squeezed off, and it had his head down. It went through the shoulder and oh, ex- that. exited out of the top of its skull. Yeah, this one, it went in right there, and it, it kind of exited, I guess I would say, about four inches behind the shoulder. Yeah, it exited almost right where you'd shoot it yeah, if you were if shooting you, a broadside. Yeah, if you were shooting a perfect shot. So... And it, it, you know, is is did it drop or did it flail? Oh, no, it. It, it, <laughs> it so was, was that it was <laughs> graveyard right dead. Yep. <laughs> that, but, foot, that foot kicked one time, and that was all she wrote. So anyway, it was so we JT, Andrew. Yep. But if y'all were hunting over the time that me area. and Andrew were only probably maybe two hundred yards apart. Yeah, we were pretty close. Mm-hmm. So basically, yeah. hunting two different drainages. Uh, that run into when the I main shot bottom. it, it more than likely sounded like it was in your ear. Yeah, it was, it was very loud. It was very loud. I was like, "Yep, that's JT." Yeah. Um, and then uh, Mac hunted with you guys. Yeah, he what went was down, that situation. He went down to where the actually the same gas line where I killed this buck. Uh, he went down there, and there was already two guys on it. And so, what time was it when you get down there? About five twenty. Yeah. yeah maybe he was probably a little bit... Cooler. I'm guessing he just saw, like, flashlights or something? No, by the time he got there, I think he took a while to get there because he got disoriented because uh, it's so short pines that are real open underneath. 
and like he he wasn't using a topo map he was just using a satellite and so i mean it's easy to get lost with that crap oh yeah it's freaky in there so yeah he uh he's like got disoriented found it i think he found the spot like right at daybreak and there's already two guys in there mm-hmm. and so he turned around and left and uh where's he hunting i think he's still hunting around a little bit and then he went back to the truck and got up he got up in like a next to a tree next to the truck and went to sleep so jt shoots this coyote we start dragging this coyote out, going back to the truck, and I'm like, uh, Zach already left. Um, I think Jacob's about to get get back to his truck. Uh, truck. <laughs> truck. That's a strong word. So I was like, well, I guess I might need to text Mac when we get to the truck and tell him to come out so we can go get lunch. I'll get lunch together. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there at the trucks, loading up the coyote and everything, and I look at the there's a hillside kind of not in the distance but like off on the next ridge that's a cut over and i'm sitting there glassing it and jt's like andrew come here come here real quick and i'm like "Uh uh-oh he sees a buck like where's my gun and i'm round the corner of my truck and man mac is sitting there up against a tree like in the kind of in the bushes and he is KO'd, man. Did you take a photo or video? Of yeah, him? yeah. Uh, yes. I think JT's got a video of him, dude. Yes. He, I mean, he is he is stone cold asleep. I mean, dude. I mean, he was. I mean, he was out. That's funny. We've been there for like ten minutes. <laughs> I say his camo was about as good as he gets. Cause it took us we, yeah, we did. five to ten minutes before we even noticed he was sitting there. He wasn't eight yards. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah. And we just let him sleep for a few more minutes, and then finally he woke up. And uh, <laughs> we had a pretty good laugh about that, man. It was hilarious. That's like uh, when we were on the velvet hunt with uh, Drew, and he, <laughs> and he fell asleep. We thought he'd walk back to the house. Yeah. And he was freaking still underneath that tree when we walked past him. We, we walked within him. like 12 yards of him and never saw him. Never saw him. That's how bad of a freaking... like, that mossy oak coming in, man. Dude, that's hilarious. Um... God, dude, that's crazy. That's crazy. I love that Mossy Oak camera. Yep. Which, dude, so far, I've been uh, enjoying the heck out of this. Uh, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. That Badlands vest has been awesome. Well, let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit real quick. Since now we've both been using the Badlands stuff, we used it in some pretty you know crappy conditions this weekend. Mm-hmm. As far as you know, like it just sucked to be out there, but deer movement also wasn't that good. Uh, what are your What do you have, and what were your thoughts on it from yesterday and today? Yeah, so uh, right now I'm using the uh, like either the Rise pant uh, along with I bought the Rise vest, which I've never worn a vest ever hunting. Yeah, like, and I've never like just owned a vest. Period. But I wanted to try it to kind of add to layering that wasn't really bulking up on the arms that much. Just mm-hmm. like when you're bow hunting, that's a pain in the butt, dude. And it, absolutely love that. Love that piece of, of clothing. It's thin, but extremely, extremely warm. Um, and I really didn't notice it until I was in this tree stand today. It was getting chilly. Had it on in the long sleeve underneath it. And I wanted, I, I went to unzip it. Uh, no, I just had a t-shirt underneath it. I went to unzip it because I was going to put a long sleeve shirt on underneath uh, just kind of added another layer. Second, I unzipped it, took it off, dude. I got cold like that. And previously, I was fine. Like, 
like that. It was unreal. Um, so I really like that piece of gear. And then uh, the other jacket I, I ordered from them to uh, test out is the, I think it's like the the wash, the wash towel or the washta. It's Indian. Um, Wasash? Wasash, something like that. Anyways, their jackets, like their version of the puffy jacket, it's like a lightweight puffy jacket. Yeah. And it's uh, synthetic, and dude, it's it's awesome. And I think it's pretty slick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you tried it on. Um, it, it's definitely another layering piece. I've been using it as like my main jacket now lately, last couple, these uh, last two hunts. But um, definitely, you know, it's great. You know, it, it kind of rained on us today, and I wore it, and you didn't have to worry about getting wet at all, you know, you know, wearing it. So that, that was pretty sweet. You know, very warm, super lightweight, and like for the most part today, you know, Alabama cold weather is pretty sucky. You know, it might only be in the 40s, but like the humidity is like 95 percent, and it's yeah. like penetrating all your clothing. And I was surprised. I was wearing this morning just a, a t-shirt, the vest, and that jacket, and I was like, you know, pretty solid the whole morning. Got pretty nippy around 8:30 or so, but uh, other than that, it, it was fine. And then this afternoon, I just added a long sleeve shirt underneath it, and it was worked out perfectly for me. So it's a really good lightweight option. Yeah. You mentioned humidity. Something funny about that. Side story. Mm-hmm. When I was working at Field and Stream, we sold, you know, like Drake Non-Typical. We sold Browning Hills Canyon. We sold Sitka and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And on more than one occasion, we had guys from like Illinois and Iowa and like Wisconsin in those states. I mean, this happened several times when I was there. They would come down here to hunt our late rut and you know uh you know all these guys obviously had money because they were coming in and doing this but like they were wearing like their regular camo whatever it was and they would get down here in the like super high humidity cold weather and they couldn't handle it uh like like that like they're not used to it and so they would uh come to field and stream and buy like a full set of sitka gear and then go back out there to hunt it and, and on more than one occasion, man, they were just like, I, I don't know how y'all deal with this. It's so much colder here. Like, yeah. the cold is so much colder. Cause it's of a how very different cold. It's like, so it is. It's, it's even different for up in Tennessee. Like, it's less humid up yeah. there than down here. Because I'm, I've hunted up there, and it's been like 40-degree days. I'm literally wearing a t-shirt and like that that uh, flex hoodie from Badlands. Yeah. That's it, and it's, it's fine. As long as it's not windy, it's fine. Down here, oh, you crazy as hell if you're going to wear that. Just yeah. a hoodie and a, and a short sleeve jacket. There ain't no way. I mean, it's brutal. And anybody, like, like when I went to western Texas, uh, like the Big Bend region, it's like kind of deserty type stuff. And uh, I remember hiking one day. We hiked, like, way up this mountain over there. And uh, it was 106 degrees. And I remember telling Mike when we were walking up that mountain, I was like, I would take this right now. I would take this over 85 degrees at home. Yep. Because it's like zero percent humidity, so I mean it, it's just like it doesn't. It didn't feel hot. It's like you don't sweat. Well, it, it just evaporates the second you. you yeah, the sweat's of, actually working the way it's supposed to work. Yep, exactly. Um, no, so it's so I actually have a, a customer of mine, uh, director at a hospital up in up in Tennessee. He, he buys and sells used or buys and sells old four pickup trucks. That's like his thing, his hobby. And uh, he said he came down here to buy a truck. And he's like, they come down here all these car auctions. And, you know, it'd be like, in the summertime, it's like 95 degrees. He's like, the summer, he's like, the summer down in Alabama is on another level from any other place I've ever been to. 
He's like just like the humidity and it's like he's like it feels like you're right underneath the sun like Satan himself is like trying to cook you. <laughs> so, so what do we do? We go look for buck beds. Jeez, exactly. So we do that. Run, that run <laughs> love lines. So yeah, tell him to do that this morning. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. What were we talking about? Badlands. Badlands. So yeah, I'll, I want to try out. So they've got a couple like other higher end jackets, which is like their real heavy outerwear jackets. I want to I want to get one. This kind of test is like an outer shell layer, and to see how well it works as well. Because um, I've been happy with everything else so far. Um, so it just it just comes down to how it functions. Plus, dude, it's amazing. I was looking at today on some of these like these pine trees. It's got a bunch of this moss growing on it. That crap right there. Man, it, I mean, it blends it, in. It, it blends in. It's ridiculous. It, it really does. I'm like, I'm, I'm impressed with the camo. At first, I look, I thought it looked kind of dumb. To be completely honest. Yep. But then when you get it, yeah, I was thinking about this when I was uh, hunting the other day, where it's like when you, when you look like through the woods, like you're seeing like this wide array of different colors. And we were talking about like other camo patterns, like. Uh, I don't know what you'd call them, but like the graphics patterns, you know, it's like got leaves on it and, yeah. and limbs, and it, it's kind of blocky when you're looking at it from a distance. Ooh, it just clipped. Good. <laughs> but it's kind of like blocky looking when you, or blob-like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of look like a blob. Um, and I was looking at like the pine trees I was sitting in, and I'm like, there's so many different like shades to a pine. Because like the outer bark is like, you know, it can be very light, almost silverish. And then the inner bark, you know, in inside of the cracks is like a really dark brown. Mm-hmm. And that Badlands camo, I think, kind of captures Freaking that. matches that crap. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, because you got, I mean, you got a lot of light colors. You've got different sized, like, splotches on it. It's like that open pattern. And that's what, really good. That's man. what I love about, like, in, in pines, especially pines. Which, I mean, it looks, it looks awesome in hardwoods, too. I mean, it looks phenomenal. But, like, in pines... When you have like the sun casting, like say you got you know some slut cut pines, got some saplings growing up, and like that sun's filtering through that, that camo looks like that filtering light hitting something. That's yeah. what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly on a sunny day, that's like. ridiculous. Yeah, I got some good footage today of Andrew walking through the woods with it. Oh, yeah. yeah, actually, because I was sitting there waiting for him to come over there before I moved around too much, and I got to watch him walk down the hill, and he had it on. And honestly, when I first started recording it kind of hard to pick him up even though he had an orange hat on <laughs> well, I like, still kind of struggled a little bit that's like the, the photo you posted like when we were up in Tennessee doing a float hunt and you like were standing in front of the canoe and you posted that photo of like mm-hmm. how well but dude it is ridiculous I don't it's know. hard to see yeah I was like, like straight up like to be to honest see. if it had the in, the inside like dark color like this, the solid uh, yeah. other eyes dude you ain't gonna see it yeah that's a I, you know like for deer, I'm not really all torn up about camo. Like, I've killed a bunch of deer in blue jeans. But for turkeys, man, I think that stuff's going to be awesome for turkeys. <gasps> oh, I'm going to send some Apex. Some TSS going to turkey's brain coming this spring. Yes, sir. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, and I don't know. I like those open camo patterns. And I got that Sitka Stratus jacket. Mm-hmm. And I love that thing so much. Like, it's a, it's a really good jacket. But... It only came in like the Optifade Elevated, mm-hmm. which is like white and like blue and gray or something. It totally blends in. I hate that camo pattern. I don't normally care about it too much, but man, it's like when I'm in pines and I'm sitting up there wearing like that. It looks like a white ghost. It's terrible, dude. It sticks out so bad. 
Like, I see like why a lot of I don't Midwestern think it makes guys, a difference, but it bothers me. Well, I see like why a lot of Midwestern guys like it because you know, if you're hunting a lot of like a lot of herbivores like cottonwood and stuff like that, dude. I bet you it does look pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, no doubt. Like real white bark stuff. No doubt. But yeah, if, pine, dude, if they made that stuff in subalpine, it'd be awesome. Dude, you were totally like rubbing brains all over that freaking blanket. Yeah, probably. Hopefully, there's no CWD in it. Careful with that one. No, that's a that that's a roundabout statement right there. So, uh, what would you what would you want to say? Yeah. So. Nice transition. No, so Tennessee supposedly, as it's being reported, has confirmed their first case of CWD positive in, in local order. Mm-hmm. I forgot what location it was in the state, but it doesn't surprise me when there's counties in North Tennessee or North Mississippi that had like you know a couple different um, reports this year of CWD in the local herd. So I mean, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me making the jump. Uh, and then mm-hmm. with Arkansas right there, which is a very positive CWD state, you know, touching Memphis. I mean, it's only a matter of time. So, yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah. But I'm wondering, my question is, I, w- I was listening to one of the, uh, the TWRA, Tennessee uh, Wildlife Resource Agency. They have their own podcast called, um, oh my gosh, what is it? I'll think of it a little bit. But anyways, they got their own podcast. It's pretty entertaining. And they, you know, have a bunch of stuff off. And they were talking about CWD, and they're like, they've been testing for like the last three or four years. They've been testing like twenty five hundred animals a year, which really isn't that great of a sample size if you think about it. Yeah. And uh, but anyways, it's kind of like you know, as like a baseline testing for like you know trying to find a positive deer, or hoping not to find a positive deer. So I'm wondering if this was just this deer they tested or got tested that, that tested positive was one of those you know. Two, three, four thousand deer that they normally test, or was it someone that found this deer or shot this deer that was like, "Hey, I need to go get this thing tested because it looks weird or it's acting weird." Yeah, and then they got tested. That's what I'm wondering about. So, uh, if somebody knows the answer to that, message us, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that I mean, that it sucks. It sucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with it showing up in Mississippi, like fifty, uh, I almost said fifty feet. Uh, 50 miles from the border with Alabama. I mean, like, I know I'm being pessimistic, but there's no way that somebody has not brought back a deer. Well, has Alabama, is Alabama, are they even testing right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Big time. We're, we're in full out prevention mode right now where they're, they're, you can't bring in, uh, like unboned out deer meat or like unclean skulls from any state. Even if it's not a CWD state, mm-hmm. uh, they're uh, doing away with deer urine. I mean, like pretty much any preventative measure you can think of, they're doing it, and they've been testing since the early two thousands. See, my question, my question though, this is like talking now for like a state like Tennessee because they, they they did like the whole ban on urine starting like this coming year or something like that. Um, once CWD, unfortunately, has a foothold, are they still going to ban all that kind of stuff? Yes. Okay. So they don't want it to spread throughout the state. Yeah. Because it's one thing if you have it in, like, one corner of the state, but, you know, if you know, they don't want it to spread to other corners of the state and then potentially jump into another state. Like, the first case of CWD in Mississippi, what, like, 
man, I think it was like in western Mississippi, but I could be wrong. Mm. It's more it was more western than than east, I know that. It was west of center. Uh and then these last ones are, you know, right close to Alabama. They want to do it to prevent stuff like that. And I know that states like Missouri even uh in some areas have like I think they've prevented uh transporting it out of the county. Like if you shoot it like in Alabama, oh, I've heard. It, I know what's coming. Yeah, it's like in Alabama. If you shoot a deer in Autauga County, you cannot take it out of Autauga County. That's crazy. I mean, not that's not the law in Alabama. That's yeah. an analogy. But like, but. yeah, give them the analogy. Now, now, would that count like boned out meat too? That's that's what I'm wondering. No, that won't count boned out. Meat. But like, you just can't drive it across county lines in like some some states like that. Yeah, no, I, I think it's probably like a full deer. Like you can't drive a full deer. What you mean? Me and my ride, I got a core. I got a bone out of Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the blue I'm, devil. I'm the blue devil. That's what, there you go. Yeah. The blue devil. That would be really difficult if you're, if you're public land checking stations across the county line. That, yeah. yeah. Like, like over here. I mean, I, I mean that, that's, that's a realistic. Beep. But that's a realistic possibility. That could happen. Yeah. Like, especially in the state, like if you were saying that, like you were saying, I'll talk county. Yeah. If a neighboring county is where your checking station is and you can't take that deer across the county line. That would suck. You can't, you technically can say, I, I can't bring this deer to you. I wonder if they would come to you though. It's like, well, I mean, that would suck. Like if you're, uh, like if your property was in a different county, you know, there's a, there's a lot of counties in Alabama that don't have public land in them. Screw that crap. And you got people that, that don't even, they don't process their own meat. They take it to a processor. They don't have a processor in the county. Yeah. Not, not the one they like to use. That's when you get a bone out there. Like, dude, we grew up on our family farmer side. We killed a deer, dude. Most of the time, we were boning out majority of the meat to take to the processor. And normally, most, some processors will save you a little bit of money because they don't got to do it themselves. And you just tell them what they're going to cut it with. Except when you're in Tennessee. One place I took it to, I think it's like Flowers. I think it's what it's called. Flowers. Deer processing. Like West Nashville. Bro. They didn't care how you brought it. It was still expensive. <laughs> was it worth it? Their ground, that was the first time I've had ground venison. Uh, they, they ground some of my dough and then uh, did some slut cuts and everything with it too. But um, they specialize and they will only ground your deer. So like, if you don't have enough meat from your deer, they're not going to ground it. Like if you want to do sausage or whatever, they have to have ex- like 25 pounds or whatever to do sausage. Ground deer, you have to have a minimum of like things like 10 pounds that you get done. And it's only your deer, so that's what they specialize in. So that's why they charge more money. So you're like you're not getting someone else's deer that might not have been as well taken care of, so you don't have weird tasting meat. But that ground venison was by far some of the best I've ever had. Period, dude. Like I know Stephen Rennell talks about this. Is like when people try to hide the natural flavors of wild game, like you know all taste game and stuff. They're trying to hide it. Make it taste like beef. Make it taste like whatever. This is the first time there was no need to hide anything. It just it tastes like deer, but it was so good. Yeah. Like it's I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, so I mean, I would like to go and just take them a whole dough just to get done in this ground venison, like half ground venison, some sausage. But uh, yeah, I uh, that that buck, I I cut the loins out and everything, and I got like all the like all that crap out that I wanted to get and the heart and everything and. I took him to the processor because uh, I wanted some of that. It's like uh, 
link sausage made. The it's kind of like sausage. It's kind of like Kaneka sausage. Yeah, and they they so do good. a really good job. I got the Cajun style last year. It's South's finest deer processing. Processing. And, uh, where is it? Uh, Pelham. It's either Pelham or Alabaster. Anyways, uh, yeah, they make good sausage. So I wanted to bring it there, and I walk in, and I drag the deer in there, and I'm telling the lady what I want, and I'm like, hey, any way y'all could save the ribs? And she was like, she dude, she gave me the weirdest look. I'm like, I promise, they're they're good if you do it right. And she's like, uh, I don't I don't know how they would do that. I'm like, just chop them off, throw them in the you should just, Dude, I want to get them. I want to get them. Like, <laughs> leave the bone. I'm not I'm not asking you to take the bone off. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I just want the ribs. <laughs> just, just, Whack just, it off. Just, yeah, but but I borrow my K bar. How, 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 how would they patch? Uh, you know, package. That's what she was probably wondering. Butcher paper, man. No, but okay. Oh, so do everything. Just go get some shrink wrap. Yeah, and a hair dryer. Shrink wrap and a hair dryer. It'll work. Yeah, it'll get to the house. That's not good for me. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What a dude. Uh, it'll get to the house. No, it'll get to the house by God. <laughs> That's all that matters. Well, what's, right? what's the big knife? Whatever they chop bone with, like with chopping ribs. Clep, cleaver, whatever. Yeah, sure. I, 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 I want one of those so bad. Build, you know. Did you just get a K bar? So guys, Andrew. Oh, by the way, okay, so another, another fun fact for about Andrew. He carries the biggest freaking knife I've ever seen. Of it is the most useful thing I ever have it, carried with you me. You clear shooting lanes with it today. I clear shooting lanes with it. I split rib cages with it. I cut ribs off with it. I split hips with it. Why do you have to split the hip though? If I if I'm gutting a deer, if I'm not packing them out, Who I'm guts gutting the deer. It. <laughs> this guy. I'll do the gutless method, man. Yeah, it's all good. Leave Pack. those inner loins in there. No, no, you know you can the gutless out. method. You can pull in from the side. Uh-huh. Bro, I swear to God, it's awesome, dude. It is so cool. <laughs> See, I, I did. He packs his deer out and then gets a message from the from the manager of the property. <laughs> yeah, I finally had to bring the head out with it too. Even learned that the hard way. Yeah. Had to go back in there and get it. That was retarded too. Almost thought I didn't have my knife with me too. So I was like. Thought I had to break that freaking head off. <laughs> oh, that's not gonna go. Just good. drag the skeleton out. Oh, that wasn't gonna happen either. No way. So I finally found like a dull freaking knife. Mark. So, uh, yeah. announcement to anybody hunting Alabama public land who wants to pack out their deer. We we have uh, waded through the murky waters of of that gray area and got it figured out. So you can pack out your deer. It's completely legal, but. But if it's a either sex gun hunt on a WMA where you're required to check your deer in, then they would really, really appreciate Prefer. it if you would bring it out whole so they can weigh it and everything. And if you pack it out, you know, any other day, you need you need to leave evidence of sex and you need to bring out the head. Yep. Yep. Well I I I asked them, so and they never gave me. Leave a little I, I asked them, but they never gave me a short answer. When can I get rid of the head? Because I'm not taking the head back to my house. It ain't happening. Like, not even if it's a buck. Okay, if it's a you're doe, a, you're, you're just a purist. <laughs> I'm a purist. It's all about the meat, man. It's all about the meat. Meat. Can I eat kill the whole twelve? I, I kill twelve pointers. Throw, throw it away. Throw it away, man. Like, you don't need it, man. I've I, I've given antlers to my dogs before. Yeah, that was an itty bitty little thing. Not little, not big antlers, but you know. You don't have any dogs here, did where? Did all your dogs pass away? No, we. Uh, my sister's got one of them, uh, and then the other one uh, we gave to a family from church. There you go. Seems like they can keep them anymore. I Broke my heart. Oh shadow. Oh shadow. Shadow and Dixie. 
Shout out to Dixie. I swear to God, everybody I know has a dog named Dixie. No, I don't. Dude, my uncle, bro, I know so many people. Doesn't, uh, Kevin Murray doesn't have a dog. Kevin Depper doesn't have a dog. No, he's got way better names than, like, Dixie and Shad. What's a couple of them? Bobby Django, Butchie Bad Toe. And I cannot that's remember any of those. Those are the famous in ones. In a Kentucky. You're going to hunt with them in January. That coyote was old butchy bad, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fun fact about his uh, coyote. It looked like it got a snake bite on what? his front leg. He's missing a foot. He's what? missing a foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah straight up nub. Missing I'll a foot. That's and, he, and he had two little marks, like where he... Like, I think he got bit by a snake, and his toes, like, he probably chewed them off, or they rotted off or something. Jacob is now looking. Is that a nub or is that a foot? It's a nub, it's dude. A nub. He didn't even have. He didn't even oh, have. Oh shoot, dude! He just had a new claw. Yeah, he didn't even have. The oh, pad that's weird, man. That's weird. Yeah. I'll send you that picture. I'll send you that picture. Y'all can post. Dude, that's it. A, that's a pretty kind. You should. Why'd you have to shoot it with a freaking three oh three oh eight? That's what I was telling him. That I was like, well, dude, like, this is a nice pelt. Man. And I'll tell you, like I was. That's an EDB. I was tan pelts. I was telling him how to yeah, tan it, man. He, no, he was a fat coyote, though. Yeah, he was. He, he, he weighed was young, every bit of he was 40 a young pounds. dog, but man, he's fat. God, dude, that would have been an awesome hide. So, okay. guys, this, so this this coyote is like very light. I'm talking like white. Yeah, well, the face. When I looked down the down the ridge and saw it coming at me, the face was pure white. white. Yeah. It looked like, he looks like those coyotes we saw in Wyoming. Yep. He looked. I mean, just like them, except they were. That's what I was saying. Though you, know, you you mentioned shooting with the 308. So a fox is the only predator that I don't have. I've shot a bobcat and I've shot a couple coyotes. So I'm looking for a fox. I'm gonna be very, very, very angry. You better if, carry a twenty two pistol with you. That's if the one time that I get a shot at a fox, the only rifle I have is my three oh eight. Because I have a nice seventeen sitting at the house that is <laughs> adequate for shooting a fox. And it's gonna leave a very small hole and it's gonna make a very pretty mount. And I'm I always, I always wanted to get a, a really pretty red fox That's mounted, and like we've, I've had opportunities. I, I shot one, at the, shot at one at the farm, missed it. We had a, quite a bit of them down there, but like after I missed that one, I, I, I kind of felt like maybe it's meant to be like not to kill one. So like I never tried. To, like I saw them other times. I was like, I don't want to kill one. See my, they're my cool cousin, to watch. My cousin's uh, the urban property he has, which his mom's property. He has a fox that shows up on trail camera about once a week. And he wants it gone. His mom wants it gone. And Go get my, it. My 17 just so happens to have a threaded barrel. <laughs> so Too bad you don't have a can, though. Eh, too bad I'm going to get a can for it. <laughs> and we're going to suppress the crap out of that thing and shoot that fox. I've only killed one fox, and I shot it with a turkey load. And its its hide looked like Swiss cheese, but yeah. I tanned it anyways. And it turned out really well. You'd never know that it had... Four million holes in it. Uh, I shot. Oh. I shot the only coyote I've ever really killed one coyote ever. I think. I think about that. Yep, one coyote. Killed ever. a bunch of coyotes. Turkey hunting. First year ever to turkey hunt. Didn't know what the hell I was doing. Caught in a coyote by squealing on the call after they started howling. And caught it. <laughs> caught it into like thirty. Caught it in 25, 30 yards. Shot it with some Winchester Supreme four shot or five shot turkey load. Three inch shell, yeah, bet. and it freaking penetrated almost all. I think I think some of the pellets went all the way through him at like twenty five yards deep. It jacked him. He dropped, shot him. He flipped, done. It was pretty cool. But I like, think we need to get into a habit of when we go on these like all day hunts. Like we're gonna do tomorrow, like y'all did today. 
when we go on like a lunch lunch time and we're coming out of the woods and we're you know we're, we just need to get like one Fox Pro and we just need to go stick it out in the middle of somewhere Ooh, cool and just sit there with a rifle with one of us bring just like a 17 223 can't do it tomorrow though whatever well, you, you, you take 20 if you, if you get a 22 Magnum you can take a 22 Magnum you can take a 17 or yeah you it's a take, rimfire oh my god dude yeah. let's go do that tomorrow Oh, dude, just, screw deer hunting. Let's go kill some cows. Let's go back to where we were today, this afternoon, where there's a crap I'll, ton of cow tracks. And, dude, let's go take the 17, bro, and film that crap. That would be I will tell you right now, it will not hurt my feelings if y'all want to sleep in in the morning and go shoot cows tomorrow. Dude, I don't, I'm, I'm sleeping in the morning period, so he can go solo if he's going to go. Dude, that would be... I might sleep in. Bro, that that, feel, that footage is going to be... So, and then we go out there and do film the video I want to film for the YouTube channel. I'll, I'll charge a drone up and we can get some... Pretty good stuff, dude. That would be fr- okay. Is it sided in like for real though? Uh, 17? Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. If we god, oh. I wish I had a 22 Magnum too. I, I need to adjust the turret, but it's got a turret on top. It's got one of the uh, BSA Sweet 17 scope yep. on it. You zero it at 100 yards, and it's good out to 250 with clicks, right. dude. So, I want to, tw- I honestly want a 22 Magnum period. I got a 22 Max in the house with an Alpine. Uh, Bring that to, too! 4 to 16 with Dude, a Boyd's gun stock on it. Let's go kill that. Oh, it's nice. Being moist. Bro, I, hey, it's my brother's gun, but he told me, he said, go buy ammo for you. You can shoot it all you want. So I, I got some more I, I don't know if I have any more of my, uh, I don't know if I have any more of my mouth calls, my coyote calls, but I can get a turkey call and howl on it. I got it. It's just squeal. I mean, you squeal, but also, but how, dude, if you howl and then squeal, dude, your success rate's un, unreal. Instead of my, just squealing. I wish my AR had scope on it, dude. Too, but you can't help with that though. Yeah, it has to be a rimfire. Whatever you if you want to do it on WMA, National Forest. But hold on, it's a gun weekend though. No, not wait, it's not tomorrow. It's not. Yeah, it is. Tomorrow's fourteenth through sixteenth. Tomorrow's Whoa. a gun day. Tomorrow's a gun day. Tomorrow's a gun day. Shut yeah. up. Open. No, no. Look it up right now. Look it up right now. You're lying. You're. I, I will pull it up. Dude, if it is, I'm going to sleep right now. I'm waking up. Yeah, I'll bet. we gotta shut this thing down. I will pull it up right this second. I'm already. On. Okay, okay, folks. We're looking at the app. Dude, is it? Where's my app? Okay, there it is. Tomorrow's a gun day. Yeah, 14 through 16. You just changed my life. Why did you? Crap! Now I gotta wake up early, man. I'm gonna sleep. <laughs> I'm sleeping. I'm gonna have to. But look, we should go kill coyotes midday. Like we should for real go coyotes. That's what I'm saying. Just on midday, we don't need to do it like. Dude, midday. oh my gosh, she brought my AR down. Jesus, that would have been so epic. Tomorrow, Je- December fourteenth through sixteenth. Oh my God! Fourteenth through sixteenth. Yeah. yeah. All right. God dang, man! I gotta wake up at three o'clock again. That's why I was asking. Oh. That's why I was asking if you were hunting all day tomorrow. Oh, I thought it was a bow day. Yeah, I thought it was a bow day too. Oh, jeez. What am I going to do? Dude, it's like 10 o'clock, man. Oh, what am I going to do? Dude, are we sleeping over here? You can. Dude, you're already wearing your clothes. Just go to sleep in your Badlands and wake up and you don't even have to get dressed. You can Just wake up 10 tree. minutes later. Just go to the tree. I got like 40. What's the wind put? What's supposed to be tomorrow? Uh, West, northwest in the morning. Switching to straight northwest. Dude, at about... Know. Big seven, Eight o'clock. Big seven gonna get it. Big seven gonna get it. <laughs> Damn, where we went to this afternoon would be good. In the morning? Yeah. Get back on that ridge, drop back where I came up, hunt that ridge. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just not on my God, I don't want to go out in the morning. I'm freaking tired, dude. 
Wake up, man. Put the time in. Because deer season's going to end, and you're going to look back on it and be like, dang it, man. Why did I get turkey season like two months? Why did I not go December 16th? Prime rut. It is prime rut. Yeah, because the next gun hunt's not until like rut. End, of the, end of the year. I'll also tell you yeah. what you're really going to be sad about tomorrow. You're not going to be able to take my 308 in the woods with you tomorrow because I'm going to have my 308. Oh, yeah, no problem. So that means you're going to just have your. No, 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 no. I got, I got my brother's 270. I can. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I'm just going to borrow the 3030. Scope on his crooked, though. <laughs> That's all good. Just keep it within 100 yards. It's an X rather than a T. <laughs> X marks the spot. <laughs> All right, guys. What are we doing tomorrow? What are we doing? I don't want to go. I want to go kill some coyotes. Like, dude, I want to go kill that deer that that buck that ran past me. Oh yeah, by the way, I had a buck chase a doe past me. I didn't even say that earlier. Pretty good buck, definitely within shooting. Like, definitely was worth shooting. Just couldn't get the freaking thing to stop chasing a doe. That happens. But God, dude, I didn't. I I really didn't think tomorrow was a gun hunt. I'll still bring the seventeen. I would t- oh man, I'd have been so like taking it in the woods. I'm talking about leaving the car. I'd have been so pissed if I showed up tomorrow with my stupid bow and I'm like sitting there and I hear all around me. I've been like, what are these people doing? And you start checking the app. You're like, God dang it! What would happen? You show up your bow tomorrow. I get out of the car with my three hundred eight, and you go, What are you doing? I'd be like, Dude, you're gonna get in trouble. It's a gun day. Oh my god! But then you'd probably be the one that shot the. You'd be the one that shot the big seven. Though. We'll see. If you, if you rolled in there on a gun day with your bow, you'd shoot him. Uh, all right, I'll bring my bow then. I probably would <laughs> have guessed it. <laughs> oh man! I'll just go in with the seventeen. Just hold it behind his ear. There you That's go. So late. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! There you go. Pop him. Save that pelt. That's right. That's what you do with coyote. Like when I trap coyotes, you'd use like a subsonic twenty-two round and shoot them like right between the eyes. Wouldn't mess up the pelt like at all. That's all that matters. Yeah. Dude, I had a traumatizing experience growing up shooting shooting a raccoon. Talking about like pelts and crap. We we had a raccoon. We were hunting this green field, and this raccoon came out and was like screwing around in the field, dude. Like. I forgot what we had playing. He was screwing around a giant coon. Fat son of a gun. My uncle, he's like, hey, like, it got dark and everything. And, uh, or it was getting dark. He's like, hey, let me run back to the house and, like, the farmhouse, like, a couple hundred yards around. Get the 22, we'll come out here and shoot it. So we did that. Came back out, shot it. Went, went to shoot it. Walked up. It was up in the tree. We walk up to it. I see it. He's like, here, it was a rear 10-22, 10 round magazine. He's like, hey, just shoot it. Just try to get, shoot in the head. Just shoot in the head. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I mean, it's here to that wall. I mean, it's, here, it's like 15 feet from it, dude. I put it on the head. I shoot, and like, it did not hit in the head. It hit like back of the next one. And it like freaks out, dude. And it's like freaking out of the tree. He's like, shoot it again. Shoot it again. I shot like three more times. It fell off. And it's on the ground. It's like freaking out, dude. It's like, <laughs> like I was like, oh, look at it. He's like, he's like shoot it. Shoot it again. Shoot it again. <laughs> I went, oh, and like, dude, I freaking just like, da, 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 da. And then finally, like, it like, click. And I'm like, oh, crap. He's like, I don't have any more. And it's like, ah. And it's like crawling. <laughs> it's like crawling towards us. And it's like, ah, like growling. It's like, and I'm like, and I'm like oh, heck no, dude. And he's like, he's like, well, it's going to die. And I'm like, that thing's freaking me out, dude. Just like crying. I probably was like, I don't know. I was probably like 12 years old, dude. 
And I was like, holy crap. Were you crying? No, but I was like, I ain't shooting another raccoon again. Freaking thing like demon. Yeah, so. dude. They're, uh, they're kind of weird when you wound them. One time, I walked up on one that was sleeping in like the crotch of this big white oak tree that had a big split in the trunk. And he was up there asleep, and I was sneaking up on him with a 20 gauge. And I stepped on a stick. <laughs> and, and he turned around, and he, he like... He like lifts his head up and he looks over his shoulder at me and all I see is his face and I put put it right between his eyes and pull the trigger and it it hits him and knocks him out of the tree and he goes scurrying down the hill and I have to like run after him and catch him. <laughs> Dude, I can't tell you how many squirrels with that K bar. I've shot a squirrel and had it fall out and try to crawl away and I'll run up and get it with the K bar. I've killed a lot, a lot of squirrels with that knife. A lot of squirrels Man, with that knife. Man, you the 22, you've bro. Killed, you've, you've killed squirrels with your knife. Yeah. yeah. That's like the ultimate hunter, man. That's impressive. I mean, I'm finishing them with the knife. There I'm finishing them. I knock them out of the tree there with a gun. There it is. Man, You're barking them, huh? Andrew's over here shooting a scatter gun. Shooting that scatter gun. I don't have a good 22. Like, out of all... Like, I think I'm the only hunter in America who doesn't have a good 22 rifle. Dude, you just need a basic one. You just need something that can shoot. I almost bought a 10-22 like a couple oh, weeks dude, ago. Dude, get, get, listen, get a 10 But I got a saddle instead. Get a 10-22, take down. Okay? No. Throw it in your backpack. No. It's like this bit... Get out of here. No. Carving. No, I'll tell you what I want. Yeah, I want that... I don't know what it's called, but it's the CZ-22. Oh, yeah, the, the, nice. Which one? They're which nice. one? I don't know. I want the 454, dude. Or four, I just want the Woodstock because, uh, one that's real nice. There's like a couple of them, man. I don't know. No, but they are my buddy Colton's no, got here, it. I love gotta, it. This is what you got to do. You need to buy a very, very common 22 in a synthetic stock. It's got really fair warning. Just bears can be. And then go on Boyd's and go to their rapid sales. Because oh, they have the ones that they have the ones that people ordered and sent back. Yeah. And they have for like common model. Like you can go in there and find like they have like seven or eight ten twenty twos for less than a hundred dollars. Maybe you just want a cool stock, cool stock. But dude, <laughs> I'm just saying it, it ain't no. If you want a wood stock or it, a twenty two? No, but it, but it's not a CZ. No, no, no. Okay, no. The ten twenty two. I went to a gun shop. There's a gun shop I, I go to quite often up in Nashville. Okay, and um, they had a ten twenty two in the what is that? The European stock where it goes all the way up to the barrel, like the end of the barrel. Yeah. yeah Beautiful, beautiful gun, dude. Beautiful. At first, I thought it was a CZ because there's a model, there's a CZ 22 like, that's like that. It's a beautiful gun. It's like a five, six hundred dollar 22 that I will get my hands on. That's what I thought it was. And he said, "No, it's 1022." I looked at it. It was beautiful, dude. Have you seen the three hundred dollar cricket 22 that's at Field and Stream? Those things are three hundred dollars. No, no, no. This one's got like a bipod on it. <laughs> yeah, adjustable <laughs> stock. But are they sing- a- aren't they single shots? Or are they magazine? This one's a mag, yeah. but no, most crickets were they're like. A hundred dollars in there, a single shot. You yeah, pull, like this big, and you pull, you pull the. the How's that legal? The shot yeah. back like a dang paintball gun. Yeah. <laughs> that was what I was always wanted one of those growing up, like for real though, because I was like, oh, I'd be the coolest guy ever. I could go shoot a bunch of crap with it. No. Uh, you, they look cool. Yeah, I've got a, some kind of savage twenty-two. It's like the only twenty-two I've ever owned. It's pretty. It's pretty good. Freaking, I've stripped out. I don't know how that happened. One of the bolts, or one one of the screws for the base, one of them, one of the two, it's like stripped out, so like, I don't know, I gotta get it re-threaded. That doesn't have the base. Sit on yeah, there. I should have got a, a good twenty-two. I got that Franke instead. The Franke was a nice shotgun. Man, I, I miss that thing dearly. Every day, <laughs> every day of my life I think about it. That's the cool thing about guns, you can always get another one. Always get the... 
The same one or like one of the newer models? I don't know, dude. That that particular kind is kind of hard to find. Exclusive. A Franke 48 AL and 20 gauge, 28 inch barrel. It's not that deluxe version too. Like with the oh man, Gold Trigger is nice. You can you can find them in 12 gauge, but it's inertia driven and it weighs like freaking nothing. So the 12 gauge that been, sucks. Dude, the 28, the 20 was shoot some Apex for turkeys. Oh my god, that would have been the baddest gun, dude. It doesn't take a three inch shell. Two and, two and three quarter inch shell. Is it? It's a it's a quail gun, is what it is. It's like a bird gun. But not. I'd love, to, I'd love to get a really like twenty gauge for turkey hunting. Shoot some Apex. Did you? They just Franky Affinity. They, they just right? what? The Franky Affinity. I don't know any of the Franky guns, dude. I love. Franky. If you're buying a shotgun tomorrow, Ber- Beretta A four hundred Extreme. Within a reasonable price. That's reasonable. It's like twelve hundred, fourteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Maybe for you. Uh, okay. You said reasonable. A reasonable price, shotgun. You buying twelve or twenty gauge for turkeys? I'm gonna. I'm going I'd twenty. Tw- I'd buy a twenty gauge and go with TSS. Dude, I'm going yeah. twenty with Apex, bro. They they just came out with a. It's a three and a half inch load. They just well, it's not what they came out with, but they've been using it. It's their uh, small town blend, seven and a halves and nines, mm-hmm. three and a half inch, and they shot sixty yards, bro. Their six yard pattern is better than my thirty yard pattern. Like, yeah, it's it's ins- ridiculous. It's re- it's insane. Dude, with the kind of patterns they throw out, I would almost get like a 410. Like, seriously. There's guys that do that. They're shooting 40 yards with a 410. Yeah. Putting the smack down on, dude. Hmm. But I don't know. The, the 28 gauge would be sweet. That's what uh, Robert Cormick uses. Is yeah. a 28 gauge Beretta A400. And, uh, dude, super light gun. He said, like, the gun's, like, less than five pounds. Mm-hmm. So, awesome turkey gun. That'd be good for when we go to old Big Cypress. Nice Are we doing another this year? Why would we not? I don't know. Let's do it, man. Man, there's like pythons and panthers and... Oh, my gosh. And Sasquatch. What a squall. You're also carrying a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my dad used to tell me, man. When we would, like, we'd be going hunting, like, when I started hunting by myself, and I'd get, like, freaked out. He's like, you are carrying a rifle that can kill anything in North America. Yeah. Like, quit being a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd leave me in the dark. <laughs> Like it, it, like I, it, it's one thing for you to be worried about something like that if all you're walking around with is a bow, because you know you still you got to draw and get a pin on it. Yeah. But with a rifle, if it's coming at you, you can just, just shoot get, it. You just get the barrel close and squeeze the trigger. That's why I carry a pistol. To the hill. Bro, I actually thought about that while I was hiking up. I was like, dude, would I rather have a rifle? Which I mean, there's nothing really. There's nothing down here. Like, if you look up north somewhere where you had to worry about like, wolves or something like that, or like legit bears, maybe like mountains might love something. Then it'd be something different. But like down here, dude, it's like coyotes and, know, and, and like feral dogs, and every now and then the black panther or two. <laughs> so yeah, there are. I mean, in some parts, you know, black bears, but black bears don't really mess with people. Yeah, most of the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ask uh, Jordan Barnes about that. Most of the time, I mean, that thing just can't be mopping by. Yeah, he ain't care. The bear didn't care. Just fire a shot. Yeah. But pistol there. again, I'd rather have ten or fifteen or sixteen rounds instead of like three. How many rounds your ten millimeter carry? Which one? Your one you hunt with. Uh, sixteen, fifteen plus one. So, but I, I never care that much. This is. I mean, there's no need. 
I normally carry seven to ten at the most. Try to keep it as weight. light as lightweight as possible. Yeah, yeah, just weight. Keep it as lightweight as possible. Um, but when you when it's heavier, it's easier to keep on target shooting right. wise. Um, so that nineteen eleven I got that's in ten millimeter. That gun by itself, empty. You bought a you bought a ten millimeter nineteen eleven. I didn't tell you this, bro. I know you said you bought a nineteen eleven. Yeah, ten millimeter double millimeter. stack A two model, sixteen plus one has higher capacity than my my Glocks. You gonna hunt with it? Yeah. You gonna put an armor on it? I literally was telling him. I, I was thinking about it. Yeah, bad setup. There. But listen, okay. the gun by itself. Empty, it was like 43 or 46 ounces. That's not bad. It's like three pounds. I mean, it's like that's like a 44 Magnum with a six-inch barrel. Yeah, but you're also shooting a 10 millimeter, so you kind of want that. Think about it, though. Think, so, my, my, my Glock Model 20, which is in Model 40, the Model 40 is actually lighter, but it's got a longer slide. I think they're like 28 ounces. Right. So there's a pretty big... But, but yeah, for recoil management and everything... Going with a heavy gun is awesome. When, when you're but talking about using it. it, when you're talking about using it for hunting, mm-hmm. and you potentially, if your first shot is good, mm-hmm. and you stay on target, you could almost squeeze off two mm-hmm. before. If you shoot one and then follow and shoot another one, you uh, could squeeze two. Yeah, and with a little bit heavier gun, it's going to hold on target like you're saying a little better. Yeah, but see, like this is my thought. Like if when I hunt with a pistol, like when I shot that doe, I had a chance to shoot her again. I'm, I'm not shooting at a running deer. Like I shoot it one time, I'm gonna make that first shot count, just like I would with a rifle. Like there's no, it's like hunting with people hunting with semi automatic. Oh, I'm gonna be a fast follow up shot. If I don't hit with the first one, dude, I ain't taking a freaking running shot at freaking deer. No, personally, I'm not. So I know some guys will. So I'm not doing that. I wanted to take a running shot at freaking turkey. That cost me a freaking turkey in Georgia last year. Check out practice on that crap. Old Did Jacob, you send it? You know. So, didn't send it. All right, man. It's ten thirty. We gotta go to bed and go kill this big seven in the morning. Y'all have fun with that. You're not going. We'll Jeez. see you at the gates. Jacob doesn't like to go. Right? We'll see you at the gate. Dude, I can't kill them all, man. If I kill them all, y'all just be upset we'll, with me. We'll see <laughs> you at the gate at ten forty-five to go shoot some coyotes. Dude, we're gonna. I, I'm listen. W- yes. You still gotta get your public land buck. You haven't killed a public land. I'll buck kill yet. one tomorrow afternoon. Actually, I don't even know if I'm gonna hunt tomorrow afternoon. I gotta be up. I gotta go up to Nashville. You have to hunt in the morning. God, I might get out there like eight. Oh my God! Like I said, I'll eight drop you. Ten. I'll drop you a pin to the bottom where my camera was, and that's across the road from where we're gonna be. I ain't hunting nowhere near you, fools. Shit, I don't need lead being thrown my way. <laughs> oh, I won't be thrown your way. You'll just hear it. Yeah, I'd love to go kill some guys. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll gosh, you're about the six five. Oh my God. Dude, we go set up on that. Get all cocky. You're like, I'm pistol hunting this weekend. I'm pistol hunting. I'm just borrow my rifles. Rifles are. It's like JT. Rifles are overrated. Man, if only I'd have brought the rifle, I'd be able to send this cut over. I'm not going to hunt this afternoon, so here, you can take my 308. Man. I'm going to take a nap. Yeah, I bet you that was nice. It was. I'm freaking worn out. I love the fact that my three-year-old nephew is waking me up. The last hour, dude, I've just been like out of this. Other than the fact that the three-year-old nephew woke me up every five minutes, is that sucks. Good now. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna go shoot another buck tomorrow. I'm gonna attempt to wake up at three. 
If you wait, I'll really be impressed. If you we gonna, we gonna meet at Jackson Four? Heck no. Hopefully. Why can't we meet? The plan. Hopefully. Oh my god. I'll tell you, I, I well, can see, see tomorrow. See tomorrow, with it just being me and you going, we can just ditch a car there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, nah, dude, I'm all about putting more cars at Gates, Steve. That's why we need you to show up. Heck no, dude. I, dude, I'm not going off that road. I can, I can, my car, my vehicle ain't making it. You can ride with me. Heck no. All right, I'll be at your house at 4.15. Shh, you be standing out front <laughs> until daylight. Just be at Jackson at 4 o'clock and we'll see you there. Yeah. Where are y'all going what to time be? is Jackson open? Five. 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 Dude, people were not out there early this morning. I didn't see. I saw some people at the gas station, but like, I, I don't know few. where they all went, though. We saw a few trucks when they were leaving out. Yeah. Everybody wants to go off that road y'all hunt off of. Y'all hunt off the... the... Mm-mm. No. Not the, the gates. Road. Hold up. Not the gates that we go to. No. They no, hunt they further to the public road, like the main road. Zach left, there was nobody on our road, and he went down the other road, if you, if you know which one I'm talking about, and uh, he said there was a truck at every single gate. Wait, at the other? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Every single gate from there on uh, had had a truck at it. Every single one. Worse than me. There was no trucks on our road. Mm. Uh, no, because Andrew, see, what, what screws us over is Andrew always posts his photos of his trucks so people know what he drives. No one knows what I drive because I've never posted a video or photo of my vehicle. That's not true. Maybe they've seen the color. They know the color, but they don't know what kind of vehicle it is. No. The, what the hell did I post it on? But anyway, I know what deer is over there. there. I've seen him. Oh, that big A. Look, last summer, y'all heard us talk a bunch about the Mobile Hunters Expo. It was an incredible event. A bunch of you guys came out to meet us. We got to talk to, I don't even know how many listeners. If you heard all that last year and you were like, dang, that sounded cool, I should have went to that. Here's your chance. You need to make it to this one. It's June 28th through June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. All right, giving you a heads up here, so go ahead and mark it on your calendar. June 28th through June 30th, Dalton, Georgia is going to be the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. We're going to be there. A bunch of our past podcast guests are going to be there. There's going to be seminars. All of the mobile hunting companies are going to be there for you to try out gear before you buy it. It's like the one event of the year where all of the... The, like the mobile hunter ecosystem just kind of congregates in one place. And Chris and Josh and the guys have done an absolutely phenomenal job putting this thing together over the last couple years. And it keeps getting better every year. So like I said, make sure you come see us. We're going to have a gigantic stack of free stickers to give away to every listener that stops by the booth. And we're going to have merch there to purchase. We're going to be recording podcasts, shooting videos, all kinds of stuff. So like I said, don't miss it. You can head on over to the mobilehuntersexpo.com to look at show schedules and dates and go ahead and grab your tickets. So y'all go check it out at the mobilehuntersexpo.com.